Today's guest is Tyler Lee from Interior Architects, and he is exactly what I needed and what you all need. We are in our peaceful, zen, comfortable era for once, and this whole soft era vibe, soft summer, we're totally feeling it today. Tyler has overcome a number of challenges and hurdles, and he opens up and shares all of that today and talks about how he's gotten to a really great place of self-love and self-care. We get into it when it comes to stories from his childhood and how he became such a creative person. If you are listening and you are trying to redo your house or trying to get tips for your home, this is also a great episode for you with a number of tips and tricks. Again, exactly what I needed at this time in my life. Tyler and I connected so much and I love his energy and I know a number of other people do as well because his calmness and stillness is infectious and he's so sweet and so kind. So with that, please welcome Tyler onto the show and I hope you take as much as I did out of this. Welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today we have Tyler Dubril on the show, and he's an interior designer at Interior Architects in Boston, which is how we met. He's a first-generation American from French and Cambodian descent. He has an exquisite eye for aesthetics and has curated a beautiful loft apartment, which he shares on his Instagram platform, which we'll plug at the end. We are currently recording in his loft apartment, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you for having me, first of all. You're very welcome. (laughs) This is really exciting. I've been looking forward to recording with you and just learning more about your lifestyle and what makes you you. One thing that defines your lifestyle, what would you say that is? comfort oh okay um i grew up in a not so comfortable environment and i think you know as i've gotten older and you know graduating from college the first thing that i wanted in my apartment was a really comfortable sofa so i would say anything that i do in my life just revolves around like comfort of like food um comfort around being around like friends and family um so yeah i think that would kind of defines defines how I live my life. I love that. And I think we're all in a way searching for comfort Mm -hmm. in some shape or form. I can also relate to that because I have been feeling uncomfortable for a long time in many different ways, maybe because just the way I am, I like to feel uncomfortable, but I'm learning to find comfort in life. And can you give some specific tip or trick when it comes to when you're in an uncomfortable situation or moment in your life or just mental place, how do you get out of that? Ooh, that's hard. I feel like I struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes it's just taking a step back and leaving that environment to find your comfort zone. Um, sometimes it's, you know, talking to the, if there's a person that's making you uncomfortable and just like talking to them and saying, Hey, like, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. Like, can you, help or do something to make me feel a little bit better. Um, sometimes it's, you know, grabbing a drink <laughs> or, <laughs> or, you know, some cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I find my comfort. Usually music helps mm, too. Yeah. And we are sitting on the very comfortable sofa. If you can't <laughs> see that right now, it is 
Yes, it's very comfortable. And I love the story of your apartment. We'll get into all of that because it's just absolutely beautiful, just like you. When you said that you were half Cambodian, half French, I'm like, well, that completely makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because at first I wasn't sure, but you're just naturally just gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) So can we talk a little bit about your background? What kind of defined your childhood and how you are as a person today? Um, So my childhood was not the greatest. Um, You know, I had a father who wasn't around and my mom was a single mom, had me when she was 19. I have a lot of half siblings um, and I grew up in not the greatest environment. Um, But I think the defining moment for that um, or because of that for me, um, I've always been trying to take myself out of that environment. Um, So you know, my my room was my safe space, mm-hmm. so I decorated and I created a really calm environment there just for me. Um, and I think that really defines my outlook on life and just trying to take myself out of circumstances that I don't feel right in mm-hmm. and, and changing it. Um, and that's why I think design has a really powerful um, capability of doing that, you know, taking you, making you feel a certain way. Um, Yeah, I think that would be the defining moment. That's amazing. And did you Um, always know that you wanted to be an interior designer? No. I thought that I was going to go into musical theater. Oh. Yeah. Are Um, you a good singer? I used to be. I don't know if I am now. (laughs) We don't have to sing (laughs) until the end. (laughs) I sing in the shower and, you know, whenever I'm home by myself or even, like, at work. Um, but yeah, I wanted to go into musical theater until wow. I realized it was going to be a hard life for me if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so design was like my next love. I love that. Yeah. And you're so naturally talented, as we can see surrounding you and your designs that you work on at IA just emulate that. What would you define your personal style as? My personal style? Um, I do like a bit of eclecticism. Um, I'm now really into some of the newer trends that are, or not newer trends, trends come, you know, come back. Um, but some of the more like postmodern trends that I've been seeing, Mm -hmm. lots of like splashes of like cobalt blue or like interesting (laughs) forms. Um, that's kind of my, has been my style lately. Um, and it evolves. I feel like style just naturally evolves, mm-hmm. just like humans. Humans evolve. Yeah, we're constantly changing. So I'm constantly, like, moving things around. Yeah. And, um, so I might not like, you know, the table that's behind this couch right. um, next week. But <laughs> I think that's, like, the fun of it. That's the beautiful part about design is that it's ever-changing. We're mm-hmm. always iterating. It's never perfect. And as even as you were saying, your old place was very colonial and traditional but Mm -hmm. then this place is just so vast and open with double height ceilings and it just feels so happy and kind Mm -hmm. of postmodern and eclectic like what you were saying so it's amazing how like you said even with people we change so drastically which is amazing and did you ever think you'd be in this place that you are today say when you were 10 years old um no I mean I had big dreams growing up um I've always had big dreams just because I wanted to get myself out of the situation that I was in. Um, 
No, I think when I was 10, I thought that I was going to be married with kids. <laughs> uh, me too. I was like, age 22, I'm going to be married with a house yeah. and have three kids and three dogs. I'm 24 now. <laughs> yeah. I'm single. We're both single. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing too, even mm -hmm. what we were talking about. I thought it was interesting because you repost a lot of really deep and self-reflecting quotes on your Instagram, which I b really connect with. Mm -hmm. And you reposted this quote, time spent caring for yourself is never lost. It is multiplied. And this was a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? I think, you know, when you care for yourself, it shows. I always say, like, hurt people hurt people, right? And they're suffering from something and they take it out on others. But I think if you take care of yourself, then you will naturally want to take care of others or just be like a kinder, more gentle human being. Um, and I think that's kind of what the world needs at the moment. Um, and that really spoke true to me, I think, in this, the past couple of years, just really focusing on myself and loving mm -hmm. myself has allowed me to just be happier. Yeah. yeah. And I can feel that from you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and you emulate the gentle, kind nature that you were just describing. And I think that quote really resonated with me because I'm also in that place mm -hmm. of being single, loving myself, caring for myself, and really just being intentional about where I spend my energy. Yeah. And I think also, um, I think about it as in like, this world is crazy. There are things, tons of things that we can't control that affect us. Mm -hmm. But at least, you know, the things that we can control, um, I think it's it's within our power to to work on it and work on ourselves and, and control that um, and at least take back that part of our life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, take back is a strong word because I feel like we all have phases where we end up in a place where we thought we would never be, mm -hmm. whether that be in relationships, in our career, with our family, anything. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, I'm not myself anymore. How do I find myself again? Mm -hmm. And it's a process, taking back your power, taking back your voice, whatever you lost. Yeah. How did you do that? How did you grow back into yourself? Oh, God, there's a lot of crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking to friends. I realized that having a community of friends around me really helped me to see myself um, in a new way. You know, I, at one point in the last couple of years, realized that I was depressed for a portion of um, the last few years. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, crap, like, you have to work on this because you can't just keep feeling like this. Mm -hmm. And I leaned into my friendships more. Uh, you know, having a sense of community is so important um, so that you don't feel alone mm -hmm. and you have people to talk to about problems. And they don't need to solve your problems, but at least you have people right. to talk to. I also think a therapist is important. Mm -hmm. um, everyone needs one. It's just good to talk about your stuff. Um, yeah, that's just basically how I have gotten to this point. And I'm not, you know, perfect or at the place where I want to be yet. Um, and that evolves too. Mm -hmm. But um, I am definitely in a much better place than I was a few years ago. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. It's a journey. And... I think it's amazing what you said about having a community around you, mm -hmm. because for me, that's what this podcasting community has been. I've solidified so many connections through it. And like even this, like we're yeah. just learning so much about each other that we wouldn't on a normal basis yeah. beyond design. And 
they say in studies that people who live longer have really close connections, Mm -hmm. whether that be one to five people. It doesn't have to be a whole group of 20 plus people. It's the really close, deep connections who you could call in the middle of the night when you're having a crisis and who'd pick up and be there for you. They really matter when it comes to happiness. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. Oh, good. That's amazing. So that quote was amazing. And in your daily life, how do you put self-care into your routine? Because we're busy as designers, as you're as a designer, and just it's nonstop. It feels like life is just nonstop. So how do you kind of put in little moments where it's like, okay, time for self-care? So it starts in the morning for me. Um, And my morning routine has just recently changed. But before, um, like a week ago, I was, you know, getting up at 4.30, going to the gym at Mm -hmm. 5, coming back at 6, and then like, getting ready and going, taking the train into to the office. Um, now I I go to the gym in the evenings, which is nice, but also a headache because there's more people there. Um, but that's my form of self-care is just taking care of my body. Um, but also I wake up now, I have a gratitude journal. Yes. So I write down three things that I'm grateful for. Um, I also write down three things that I want out of the day. Um, so I do that in the morning. Uh, after I make my coffee, because that's, that's really important. <laughs> that's self-love, too. Exactly. Um, and I sit down. I sit down in the chair behind you, um, just by the window, windows open, hearing the birds, drinking my coffee. Um, and I, I make sure to take at least, like, 15 minutes of just that, like, quiet time. Mm, um, unplugged. Unplugged, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly get ready for work. Um and then after work, you know, I cook for myself. I think that's really important too. Um, and another form of self-care because most of the time you don't know what you're putting into your body, right? Yes. And I'm so, <laughs> yeah, I try to find like good ingredients and good recipes to just, you know, cook yeah, and care for yourself. Yeah. And again, the gym is is really important to me now because it's too. just a form of like, it's, it's mental health, yeah. really. More than anything. More than um, physical, yeah. Yeah, like you're working on your physical body. But for me, it's like it helps me clear out my, you know, whatever is in my brain. Mm-hmm. And then I just get ready for the next day. But it is nonstop. And you do have to take those moments. Mm, for sure. And why did you move your gym sesh from the morning to the night? I was really burnt out like around 3 o'clock during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to like activities after work. Right. It's late. It was just, yeah, really tiring. And um, I would get home at like 10 o'clock and have to start the day over. But yeah, it was just, it wasn't good for me. You know, nobody wants to feel like exhausted at two o'clock. Yeah. So, because I was using up all my energy in the morning. Right. Instead of in the evening. Interesting. Yeah. I I just asked that because I feel like I'm at this weird place of like, I go in the mornings kind of at the 6 a.m. club time, but I'm starting to be like, okay, I'm exhausted in the morning now because of the day prior. Yeah. So it's interesting just to hear people's mindset on that. Yeah. And I feel like for me also, the gym is almost like my physical therapy because it clears my mind, but it also, it's not really physical for me anymore. Like, yeah, you want a good body or good muscles or good this or good that, but it's really mental. Yeah. And I can tell the big difference on days where I don't go to the gym and mm-hmm. when I do and when I don't my mom's like did you go to the gym today I'm like no 
<laughs> as I'm crying or being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I feel. I tell my coworkers that too. I'm like, I didn't go to the gym. I don't feel great. I don't know if I can go to the gym after work. Like it's it's weird how that affects you. It is. Yeah. 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 It's like we need signs on us. Like went to the gym, didn't go to the gym yeah. so we can give warning. Yeah. Like do not approach me. <laughs> Fair warning. But that's so great. And cooking too is so important. And you talked about cooking healthy things. We don't know what we put into our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like what you were saying, because America is just so processed. Everything's so processed and chemicals and plastics and all of this. How do you keep in check what you're putting into your body that way? Um, well, I have a trainer now, so he's helping me with my macros. So, um, that's important. So that's how I kind of keep in check. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a cheesecake, like, (laughs) um, well, dairy free if they have it. (laughs) I find pleasure in like going grocery shopping and trying to find new ingredients Mm, and like trying to make something out of it. Yeah. Um, I've relied less and less now on recipes and now just making my own Mm -hmm. stuff which is like weird but it's fun to experiment yeah and it's funny because like after work i'll just find myself cooking for like two hours Mm. and that's how i spend my evenings i barely watch tv it's like a ritual yeah exactly i just i love cooking so much it's really and i was never like this before um my my ex-husband was a cook and so when we separated i was like oh shit now i need (laughs) now i need to do it um but yeah, I have I have a love for for cooking now. That's amazing, and you have a beautiful kitchen and a beautiful dining room, so it's just so nice to like use that space mm. and bring life to it, which I feel in here. Like every little nook and cranny in here is, has so much life and feels loved. When I sit with people, I feel energies. Like mm. I'm pretty good at feeling vibes, and right now you feel so peaceful and relaxed <laughs> and content. Would yeah. you say you feel that? I do. I feel very calm and peaceful. It's funny that you say that because I think like for the majority of my life, I've been trying to find peace. Mm-hmm. And now that I have it, it feels good, but you don't recognize it in the moment. Mm. Yeah. So that's something I'm working on. It's like, life is good for you right now. Yeah. Stop stressing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say you're a high stress person? Uh, I used to be. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Until I realized that it was doing me harm like Mm. more harm than good Mm -hmm. um and the things that we stress about the situations that we are in our head that we think will happen almost never happen yeah and we just stress ourselves for no reason and stress causes acne causes (laughs) wrinkles causes hairs to go gray or missing which you have none of (laughs) (laughs) well i don't really have much hair right now (laughs) um but yeah i feel like stress causes you to just yeah and I noticed that like especially I I I keep going back to like a couple years ago because it's just a big pivotal life change Mm -hmm. for me um and like with COVID but also like my relationship and and whatnot and like that was such a stressful time Mm -hmm. for me and um I think going forward I just want to make my life less stressful and reach for those moments that I know will bring me peace and joy yeah Good for you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you emulate all of that beautifully, honestly. And if people are listening and are in that place of stress and struggle and no peace, how can they alter their environment to help them find that peace? Because you're a designer, so mm. who better to ask? Um, I think it's just finding 
pieces or artwork or whatever really speaks to you. Um, you know, I love, I love design. I love seeing what people come up with. Mm. You know, I have a certain aesthetic, but it doesn't mean it's the right one. Yeah. It's the right one for me, mm-hmm. but it's not the right one for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I love when people can take out their creative juices and like create a space of their own that makes them feel at home and mm-hmm. at peace. And that looks differently for, for everybody. Um, for me, it would be soft furnishings, like area rugs, tons of like pillows everywhere. It's like huga, the Danish yeah. word for comfort. Is that how you and say I feel it? that. I feel that. I thought it was hygi or yeah. something like that. I can't pronounce anything, but it's I guess it's huga. Oh, good. yeah. <laughs> I learned that. I feel that in this space and lots of plants and biophilia, yeah. the artwork, the personal touches. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. People are like, "Oh, I want my space to look like yours." But you were talking about Facebook Marketplace finds. Mm-hmm. Like this stuff is gorgeous and so unique, but it doesn't have to be pricey. So inexpensive. Like I, I walked into one of my my neighbor's apartments. It wasn't that great. <laughs> and I was like, how much did you spend on this dining table? He was like, oh, 4000 at Raymore and Flanagan. I was like, I don't even think all my stuff costs $4,000. <laughs> so um, That's a lot. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive. And like I go to Goodwill for yeah. a lot of like vases. A or lot of designers and, do. Yeah. Buy an and amazing thing. Artwork for $10 or like and yeah. lots of like little knickknacks. So they have I, life. Exactly. They have a story um, and they're not breaking the bank. So. <laughs> totally. So I think anyone listening could definitely do that. I would recommend Facebook Marketplace. And mm-hmm. I found too, like depending on the location you have, you find like if you want like higher end stuff, look in places where you know they're going to be that higher end designer stuff. Or if you're looking for some really funky rustic things, go to the more rural areas mm-hmm. because as you move around, you start to see the types of things people collect, which is so interesting. Trash to treasure. Exactly. <laughs> Whether it be designer or not. <laughs> Let's talk about you and your next phase of life. Mm. What do you see for yourself? I feel like I'm going to be single for a bit, which I love is, that. Okay. Yeah. And I think society puts a lot of pressure on people uh-huh. in general, especially women, maybe because of the timeline thing, yeah. just the pressure, pressure. But it's okay to be single. I love it. Single doesn't mean miserable. And no. I feel like society's like, it means miserable. And I'm like, actually, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. I mean, emotionally, I'm very happy. Financially, I could be happier. <laughs> right? um, that's so funny. That's like one of the upsides of being in a relationship. But um, I think in the future, I would really, you know, I want to keep focusing on my career and grow in that and just become like a better designer and open up my network and meet continuously meet new people. Um, I don't know if I'll be in Rhode Island for in the future. I love it here and I have a good community, but it still doesn't fully feel like home. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. My home will always be on the East Coast. Um, I'm a Northeast boy. Yeah. Um, always need to be near the ocean. Same. Yeah. And, but I just don't know exactly where that is. Good for you. Yeah. Just in my adult life, I've always kind of planned things. Me too. And I'm, really just like in the zone of just letting things be which is feels really nice there's no like pretense there's no um I don't have any like not 
not to say that I'm not looking forward to to things in the future, right. but I'm not going to be let down if something doesn't uh-huh. really like work out. So that's kind of, it's like path of least resistance right now. That is profound. <laughs> it really is because as a planner, <laughs> I feel like our lives are planning for design Yeah. in our careers and in our lives. Like that's just our personality. But when you find a place of contentment where you're like, I don't, it's okay. Like, I'll just be happy right now and see what happens. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I think that's, it's really allowed me to live in the moment and know that like change happens and good change happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it happens when you least expect it or, or when say. you manifest it, Yeah, you know? Um, but like, I, I look back at like the last, even like six months, I'm like, Oh my God, my life has changed so much. Yeah. And it's just been six months. Yes. Um, but I've just been, moving with it and it's not until you like sit down and reflect Mm. where you realize like oh crap like I should be proud of myself yeah that's what Amy and I talk about a lot because like we said we're always go 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 you have to really intentionally take time to reflect look Mm. back and be grateful and be like oh okay, I got this far. I'm actually proud of myself. Yeah. Because people can give you praise. People give people praise all the time, but until you give it to yourself, it doesn't really sink in. Yeah. And and it's really hard to to realize that for yourself and be proud of yourself. It, it's strange. I was having this conversation with one of my best friends the other night, actually, and I was like, I need to give myself more praise mm. because – it's, you know, life is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you get to a point where you feel stuck, I think it's important to then take a step back, look at it, and then realize maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you are where you need to be and you've gone through some stuff and this is like a quiet moment, yeah. you know, and just yeah. take that in. That's beautiful. Yeah. I and I was important. listening to this podcast and – he was a scientist talking about how when people hit middle age, 30s, 40s, 50s, probably 40s or 50s is technically middle-aged, they are already on autopilot. And mm-hmm. they say to you as a kid, time flies when you're older. And, it, and we're starting to feel that, right, with just life. And it's true in a sense. But in order to get yourself out of that autopilot, you have to travel and experience new things. And sit in silence basically Mm -hmm. to get yourself out of that same routine or that same emotion or that depression or that emotion that you've been trying to escape for a long time in order to be present. And this is kind of what we're talking about. And whether you're middle-aged or younger or older, it doesn't really matter. We all have moments of that. Yeah. I think it's so important to reflect. Um, Even just like a regular nighttime, like reflection of your day. Mm -hmm. I think just, thinking about and asking yourself, like, did today go the way I wanted it to? Or like, did it go better than I wanted it to? Or, or what happened? And why am I feeling this way? Like, I think it's just, it's so important because you're right. We are on autopilot. Our lives are busy. It's just go, go, go. Um, and as creatives, I don't think that that's necessarily the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to just take some time to to think about things. 
And have you always been super creative? I know you talked about designing your room and stuff, but did you have this in you probably since the day you were born? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, uh, as a kid, was always like dancing and singing. I love and, that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Like taking out my creativity that way or always like drawing, um, always trying to figure out like how to change my environment and uh, I loved art class. Mm. I loved musical theater. I loved chorus. Um, yeah, I've always been creative. Um, and that's why I'm glad that I'm in the career that I'm in now mm. because I feel like I can, you know, be super creative and there's there's a real world aspect to it. I'm creating space oh, for yeah. people. It makes me happy to, like, I, I genuinely feel like I'm in the right industry. Yeah. And you can see that when you meet designers. And that's the nice thing about our industry is that, I touch so many different designers and firms, and I can probably say that every place I go, you just know that people are there because they want to be there mm-hmm. versus they got forced. You don't really just become a designer because you are forced into it. Like right. your parents aren't like become a doctor, lawyer, designer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just not happening. I wouldn't like <laughs> if it was for money reasons. I probably wouldn't choose to go into like design and architecture. Yeah, but it's because you have a love for it. Yeah, right, and that's. To me, it's more important. And it's inspiring that way to be surrounded by so many people who are just so intrigued by beautiful things and making people happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And you are so creative. I can tell. Do you paint? <laughs> I, I'm starting. That's a blank canvas. That's just the background. I'm trying to do a self-portrait. <gasps> really? Yeah. But I don't want it to be um, like realist, like a realism type of portrait. Like abstract. I want it to be more abstract. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to figure that out right now that's amazing and i love painting but i cannot do people i'm not a people oh painter. i i can't do people either i do like landscapes yeah same i'm like the tree <laughs> yeah. one stroke but i'm like let me just try to do it and i think it's important like the self-portrait thing to me was important because i want to reflect on my growth while i'm working on you know myself i um, love that but it's taken a while like that canvas was white for like a year it was just up there. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking my time with and it. And now it's blue. Yeah, and now it's blue. And then I'm going to draw happy like, blue. my face on it. Hopefully it looks okay. <laughs> I think it really reflects what we're – this whole conversation and just what we were talking about of finding yourself, rebuilding yourself, and literally – making a depiction of yourself Mm -hmm. and that's the amazing thing about art and design is that people are like oh yeah that's a green plant and that's a blue chair but everything that people do in their lives has such a deep meaning whether they know it or not and because of that intention it's just a beautiful thing that you can look back on and be like that was my snapshot in time back in June 2023 yeah and this is where I am now yeah and it's all a process yeah life is a process I think you know, design is a process. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You just have to move with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not pressed to like finish it. Right? I'm, <laughs> no like, deadline. I'm, yeah. I'm still working on myself. I will like step back, do something. Maybe it's not right. Yeah. Go over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It'll make you appreciate it more. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And my aunt is a also very creative person. She's written a couple books, actually. Uh-huh. And she was on my podcast a long time ago, probably two or three years ago at this point. But it kind of reminds me of this conversation of how she was saying that creatives, 
it's hard for us because there's so many different mediums to express ourselves in. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that medium is painting. Sometimes that's singing. Sometimes that's design. So it's kind of like every type of medium has a moment right. in time, which is beautiful too. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm really enamored by painting and I'm like, I need to paint today. But other times I'm like, I need to dance or yeah. I need to write. Like I've been writing a lot and I just think it's, a really amazing thing when you just start to explore and have no pressure like what you were saying mm -hmm. so if people are listening and they really want to try something new or they're like oh i really want to get into crocheting but i just feel like i'm not as good as this person or i can't do that like just start do it. it yeah do it there's you're right there's no pressure there's no time constraint you don't have to be perfect mm -hmm. like we already in society have so many pressures and um timelines deadlines um all of that and i think in your personal life why do that to yourself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And do you think everyone has some type of creative strand to them? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It really depends. It doesn't have to be our typical, you art. know, like art and singing or, or music or whatnot. Um, I think you can be creative in, I don't know, the way that you, uh, now I'm making stuff up, but like work on a car. Yeah. Or, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, I think. I think we all have have some creativity in us and it, it just takes knowing yourself more to like let it out. Mm. And I feel like external pressures or egos make it hard sometimes for people to fully express themselves just in general. Yeah. And I've experienced that even myself. I realized I was leading with my ego a lot. I would just say yes to people constantly on things I didn't really want to do. Mm -hmm. And it got me to a good place and a successful place, but not a happy place. Yeah. Which is interesting. Sometimes it's important to say no. Yeah. <laughs> just for your sanity. And like, if it just doesn't agree with, you know, your morals or what you even just want to do. Like I say no to my friends all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, I'm learning to do that. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't think I want to go out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to whoop it up yeah. today. <laughs> like, that's just not for me. And and they understand that. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. And even me, like you call yourself a coastal grandpa. Like I, I guess I'm like the grandma because like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go out tonight. I'm just going to sew my curtain. Yeah. Like I've literally been sewing curtains or pillows, like <laughs> just yeah. doing these things. But I feel like it's a mission in my head that I'm just like, I have to do this for myself today. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about self-care mm. at the end of the day yeah that seems to be the overarching theme <laughs> for this topic yeah and do you have any role models either in the industry or in your life who really just emulate what you want to be career-wise i really enjoy the designs of um jeremiah brent i don't mm. know if you know him no he's a uh, husband of nate burkus they're both designers great designers but i love i love his designs i love the way like his um, his like online persona really uh, agrees with me and, and how I want to lead my life. He's just very calming to watch, very mm. relaxed and has this like soothing voice and <laughs> um, beautiful work and dresses impeccably. Like you. So you're describing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> no. um, it's just somebody that I like somewhere that I want to get to. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, role models, um, I guess in my personal life, I really look look towards a lot of the women in my life. I love that. Um, 
there are a lot of women in my life. My mom, uh, my grandmother who passed, um, my aunts, um, my best friend's aunts who have become my family. Um, They've just always been really caring um, and really loving. Mm -hmm. And that's that's pretty much how I want to be when I get older um, and eventually have kids or whatnot. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I just always ask because since I was young, I've always looked up to people, whether mm-hmm. they be younger, older, in between than me. And I feel like it's just really nice to have people in your life who are like, I want to be that one day yeah. or just have that energy, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to go on my own path. I don't need to be right. exactly like them. Right. Exactly. Right? Um, and there are a lot of people in my life. I'm like I do not want that. <laughs> I was just talking <laughs> yeah. about that yesterday. Honestly, yeah, there's a dichotomy to this. Yeah. We want to be certain people, but then other people are like, "I'm so glad I'm not you." Yeah. To be honest, like there's just been certain people I've seen recently, and I'm just like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah. <laughs> like it just I can feel their anxiety or their, you know, gruffness, and it's just like I don't want to emulate that. Mm-hmm. But it's important, I feel like, even in relationships, like dating life. To know what you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost more important. To I know think what you so. Don't want I think so. Because you, you also don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So there might be something that you want in somebody that you are just not aware of. Mm, right. So yeah. at least the things that you are aware of, you can be like, nope, not yeah. for me. <laughs> because I think mainstream media, at least on the dating topic, comes up with these Prince Charming, you know, ideas of yeah. what the perfect guy is or the perfect person. But in real life, you know, like money and ego and height and like all these things aren't really going to end in long-term love. And I've learned that maybe the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think that even in friendships as well, like we don't have to fit this mold Mm -hmm. of the perfect friendship, the perfect mom, the perfect dad. And I feel like what you were saying, knowing what you don't want is really important as you're starting to research what you do want. Right. And I think in relationships or friendships – to there's people for certain reasons mm, i like that too yeah it's like okay i had this boyfriend and he was good for that like but he's never gonna be my Person. everything mm-hmm. right like i have i have my best friend for that yeah. who's not my everything but we do this this and that together and we um you know we really enjoy being um with each other and then i have like another group of friends yeah. who i do different activities with totally so, I think that that's important to realize that like your partner or your friend like is never going to be everything. Everything. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure to put on a person. I think so. And I think you yourself can be your everything, Mm -hmm. which I think has been a big revelation for me this year. Yeah. And just as people are listening, just learning to internally look at your own self and have that self-awareness is mm-hmm. crazy. Self-awareness, I think, is <laughs> not a lot of people have it. <laughs> Common sense, too. Yeah, yeah. If we're talking about what people don't have, exactly. we'll add to the list. Um, and I always I always get along with people who are very self-aware. Me, too. Yeah. That's a big thing, actually. Mm. I was writing today, I'll get personal, in my like reflection note on my Instagram, I was talking about how I'm really attracted to people with ambition, but I think actually the thing that I meant to say was self-awareness mm-hmm. because ambition is attractive, but like 
there are some people in my life who actually aren't very ambitious, but they're self-aware and we're like really good friends. Yeah. And you can have like ambition, but if you don't have an awareness of just the way that you approach life or mm. um, treat others, then I don't think it, all you have is an ambition towards one goal. Yeah. And like, that's it. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. I also think ambition's really sexy. Yeah. But that can't be the only thing. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That's a really good way to put it. I love that. And I think this whole thing of this podcast is just learning people's conscious minds and their subconscious minds and bringing to light self-awareness mm -hmm. just internally, not only for me, but for the guests that I have on, which is really cool because we're discovering things together. Yeah. Which is really fun. Oh, <laughs> That's this amazing. is fun. I really like this. I know. <laughs> I was mentioning to... So a number of other people, oh, yeah, I'm having Tyler. I'm seeing Tyler or whatever. And they're like, I love Tyler. Oh. <laughs> you have a great reputation yourself. And just have, again, this energy that is just, like, infectious but so calm, which mm. is really nice and enjoyable. And just you have this whole energy, which we love. Oh, I love people. I'm a people person. <laughs> yeah. I always say, like, I think I'm an introvert. But really? A little bit. Um, I think I get my energy – from being alone. Okay. Um, but I love people. I'm like a social butterfly. So you're like an ambivert. Yeah. Uh, ambivert. Yeah. 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 I, I think I would say that. Cool. Um, I just realized like there's just a lot of beautiful people yeah. out there. And I think even the people who may not seem, you know, on the outside as like nice, um, I think that people do have a nice bone in their body and people genuinely care. Yeah. It's just finding that. And sometimes it's harder to find that totally in a person or they might not even know that they exactly. I've yeah. learned that too. And Jay Shetty, one of the podcasters I, I listen to, he's like amazing. I saw him in show on tour for his book and I was like crying through my tears as we were meditating and I, he looked like an angel. It was amazing. Oh, he's got those beautiful eyes. <laughs> I know. Too. I was like, what am I, what is my life? But he was saying that, a lot of times hurt people hurt people like what you were saying but people show that they need love in the most unloving ways mm -hmm. and in past relationships for me or past friendships i realize that and and then it's like you have this red flag up in a sense and you're like okay that person's really actually hurting right now and just because they're yelling at you or saying these things or doing this awful stuff doesn't mean they actually personally mean it it's probably just because they're coming from a really unhappy place right right yeah it's like um Something happened recently where somebody was posting some really negative, hurtful things about me <gasps> to my mom on her Facebook page. I don't have Facebook. This was like somebody who I don't even know. Yeah. She was so angry and she sent me the screenshots and and she was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hurt you. I'm like, this doesn't hurt me. I was like, pray for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. That's a good word. That's a good line. Pray for her. Yeah. Pray for someone. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone needs some need, love. Yeah. We all, we're all struggling. We're all going through things. So I think if you can find that commonality or that common bond between mm. you and somebody that you don't agree with, then mm. um, I, I feel like there'll be less, less turmoil. Right. And I feel like as I travel more and my world opens up and this podcast grows, I've just learned that we're all so similar. Mm -hmm. We, yes, have very different perspectives or backgrounds, but we all have the same emotions. We all have the same needs in our lives. And it's just a matter of realizing that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Well, thank you for being on the show today. We could talk for hours. But finally, how can people connect with you online? Um, 
Yeah. So, well, this is great. I love this. Um, <laughs> connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's pretty much all I have. Okay. <laughs> I got rid of handle? my Facebook, so, um, which I miss Facebook Marketplace, but it was a problem. Um, I was splurging, <laughs> splurging too much on Marketplace. That's funny. Uh, but my handle is truly Tyler Lee mm-hmm. on Instagram. And then LinkedIn is my full name. So Tyler Dubrow. Perfect. On LinkedIn. Awesome. Yes. Make sure you connect with Tyler. And if you don't already know him, you should. So go check him out. He has amazing content. I'll be posting things about his loft, which I'm so excited about. And thank you again for having me here. Okay. It's such a beautiful space. Thank you, Lily Grace. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you learned a lot from that show because I know I did. If you are interested in learning more and finding out resources about this guest and this show, please visit my website at lilygraceyork.com and go follow and tag me on Instagram at lilygrace underscore lifestyle. Please share anything and everything that inspired you today. You all are so amazing and I would not be here without you. Thank you so much and I cannot wait for the next show. Stay tuned.